following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. She would have been a perfect mother for someone who's actually sick. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hidden Loser. We're starting a podcast. As always, you got your boy Cheetah. It's your boy Chop over here, you know. Uh, unfortunately, our two other hosts could not make it this week. Uh, you know, it's the end of the year, so everybody's getting sick again for the hundredth time. So, uh, just gonna be me and Chop this week. We're gonna try and uh, gonna try and put out a pretty solid episode. I think you know it's something that is very. Uh, it was very popular a while back, but I think it's becoming popular again because of a recent, you know, development in it. So, uh, we're pretty excited to talk about it. We hope that, you know, you guys are excited to listen to it. Oh, hell But yeah. before we get into any of that, uh, how was your Christmas, Chuck? Eh, that kind of sucked barnacles. What was that? That worked. And plus, and plus it wasn't the same without my grandfather. Uh, sorry, I see, I seen a bunch of flashing on there. What the fuck? Yeah. TV. Yo, there's just a bunch of flashing. Motherfucker, I'm ducking cover. Now, uh, also, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but also, if you guys do end up hearing a little bit of talking in the background, uh, we're going to try and do our best to talk over it, but we have a... Uh, we're recording from my house today because it's just the two of us, so we got a special guest here. This, you know, we got the Jules, you know? Yeah. The OG Jules, so... It took us like a half hour to get her in the house. We had to we had to turn on some happy days, you know, keep her from going not happy on us. Yeah, keep her from going nuts and killing us. So <laughs> if that's what you if you guys hear talking and all that's what it was, but we're gonna try and uh, you know Let's try to we're gonna try and talk over it so it's not you know too bad. But, but yeah, I was saying this Christmas wasn't the same as every Christmas I was uh, for breakfast this year. I had a bowl of cereal. We usually have eggs, bacon, and toast. It wasn't the best. It was the quality. Yeah, it's always, uh, I mean, I, every holiday's tough when you lose somebody, but it's always toughest that first holiday after, or that first, you know, first few holidays after is always the toughest. And I think that amplifies even more somebody like Uncle Butch because of just, you know, how much of a, you know, how much of an impact that guy had on everybody's lives, you know? He's like such a big part of all of our lives. So I think that, Makes it even harder this year around, you know what I mean? Which sucks, but I know he's up there, you know, partying it up. Man, he's probably, he probably got himself a nice big deer on Christmas Day. You know, God probably made him a whole bunch of fucking rolls and onions and like stuff, sardines <laughs> and shit that he likes. Sardines and mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dude. that guy, but he has some strange eating habits. Dude, I still got, still got a can of uh, sardines, and there's still ca- two cans of Arizona. But- if you come to my house in the future, you take those two cans. I'm fish fighting you. Yeah, yeah you know well, there was a can of mucho mango that I put in there a while back, and some for some reason it's missing now. Do it. So how do you explain that? I don't. Know. I bought it not long after he passed, and I put it in there with specific instructions that nobody ever touched it. Well, we should have put that in the back of the refrigerator. I did put it in the back of the refrigerator. Somebody touched it. Not me. 
Yo, you know what's the weird thing? His truck's still in back my back in my yard. There's a oh, dude. I don't. We almost had that situation. Every every time we have uh, Cheetah do this episode, the screen goes black on us. No, it's troops episode. Troop. I mean troop. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. In his truck, he got an Arizona can in his cup holder. It's the way you want it. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I guess there's no The older you get, the more you start to realize it's less about the gifts, you know, and it's more about just the people you get to spend yeah, your time with. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's more about the people you get to hang out with, you know. Those, my cousin Helena came home from college for, you know, the Chris for Christmas. It was really nice to see her. You know, the only good thing about being close is her. It's you know. She's gone to college, but me and her still talk a lot, which is nice, because, you know, that's my home. So. Yo, she was ever on our, on our pod? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was, because that's when Cameron talked to you for weeks, like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, we, Sean, you gonna let me go on? You we gotta get me... back, we gotta get her back on eventually. Yeah, we gotta get him back on, too. We gotta get, uh, we gotta get all the people that are on here once to come back on again in the new year. Mm, that's a as good. As a reunion episode. Yeah, that's, let's that, get them all exactly. Let's get them all at one time. It'll be the most hectic pot ever. I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. we could call it the. We have no fucking clue what's happening here, <laughs> dude. That'd be like one. Uh... But uh, yeah, it was good. We uh, my cousin Helena being home, you know, because you know they keep a lot of those old photos. She uh, did a little slideshow on her phone of like old photos of us when we used to go to camp and stuff. It was awesome. It was nice to. Kind of strolled down memory lane, and you know it was nice to see older pictures of my grandma. You know, before the dementia really took over. Like, dude, dementia was, is not. It was really nice, man. It was, you know, it was a good time. I had fun being with them. Yeah, people's like, oh, dementia. Like, yeah, living in a house with someone with dementia is not the well, best. That's why, that's why they call it the, you know, the long goodbye, because you know, just, you know, you're saying goodbye for a long time because you know. I mean, I know some people have gotten lucky where, you know, well, not lucky because, you know, not have, having somebody in your family with dementia is not lucky at all, but think, you know, some people's families don't have it as bad, which is nice, but uh, near the end of my grandmother, it, was, it pretty much took it over completely. I don't think she really knew really anybody at all. She was convinced that I was my cousin's boyfriend. I remember that one. And after a while, I kind of just went with it because I, you know, I was like, well, fuck, believe she's talking to me. You know what I mean? So. And um, if you hear, like, a lady in the background, that's my grandma. Yeah, we already said your grandma was here. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting myself ready for a 14-hour shift tomorrow. We're leaving you in 2023. Oh, fuck it. You and your shenanigans. Yeah, my, me and my shenanigans start our own pod. Yeah, good luck. It's called Adventures of Chopping CJ. Yeah, okay. I'll recruit CJ to get the loser. He'll come to me first. Yeah, bitch. I already talked to him. He's like, nah, nah. He'll yeah, come nah. to me first. We're homies, dude. Yeah. We still talk. You be talking to him? Yeah, I talk. I dap him up every day at work. Yeah, well, he we, said he we thinks t- you're stupid. Uh, he thinks you're smelly. He said he thinks you're ugly, so. You think you're ugly? You're. Oh, damn. So, uh, yeah, real quick rundown. You know, not much has been going on lately in the world. Uh, not much going on in the world. The Bills play this weekend on New Year's Eve, which is pretty exciting. We could lock up a playoff spot this weekend, but... 
You know, I'm feeling kind of greedy. I want more, man. I want that fucking division back. Miami's getting too cocky, man. They think they run shit all of a sudden. I don't like that. Yo, what is Mc... What is, uh... Also, I want somebody to punch Mike McDaniel right in the dick. Can't fucking stand that guy. Alright. If you had to be in a... Uh, if you had to hang out with Mike... Uh, uh, the Dolphins head coach for a whole day? Or Bill Belichick? Oh, I'd hang out with Bill Belichick. Easy. He never fucking talks. He'd be the best guest or he'd sit there in silence. Yo, be wonderful. Yeah, if I if I I probably pick Bill Belichick because like, or I would just sit there and consistently remind him about how he's nothing without Tom Brady. That's very true. Hilarious. No, I would, I would convince him as well too. I fucking hate that dude. The dude from Miami makes me think of Lewis from fucking Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> hey guys, nerds. Yo, uh, we were like when we were getting ready to record tonight. We ran into a guy we used to work with. He's like, oh, I was trying to start a podcast for over a year. Hey, if you do listen to us, or listen to us soon, uh, we will help you on your journeys. Yeah, shout out to Travis, man. Good dude. Man, that dude I worked with him at uh, Bonton for a little bit. Oh, Bonton? I worked with him at the casino. Yeah, Bonton was the shit, man. Those were the days. Those were easy days of working. Me and this dude were going there like 6 a.m. before the store even opened. We fucking vacuum. Do the front windows, man. And it's just a lot of time it'd just be me and him, dude, in the morning, just chilling, dude. And like we used to uh we used to go out we used to use an excuse to go outside and wash the windows so we could go outside and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and I remember we used to make fun of the uh owners there. We called the one dude Bill Gates and the other dude Steve Jobs because they both were fucking nerds. Nerds. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time, man. Good dude. Yo, I'm getting myself ready for a 14-hour shift tomorrow. 14 hours. Yeah, you know, you already said it. You're going to keep crying? or No, it's about that money. Overtime money. Yeah, man, it happens. What? I said you'd be getting a nice check at least, hopefully. Oh, fuck. Dude, this check... Only then, only then we... I'm not going to go on a rant, but I might as well. Because I feel it. When, when's the last time you saw Chop go on a rant? I love how you always say, I'm not going to go on a rant, and then say, well, I might as well. Well, then why'd you even say you're not going to? If you're planning on going to. Dude, I get, I get the whole idea. We left England. We left old England because of the taxes. But history likes to repeat itself. Do you agree with that, Cheetah? What are you talking about, for? Well, we got to pay more taxes now. Well, that's because New York State's a joke. Definitely for sure. We'll talk about that on a Chopping Cheetah in Disguise. No, don't say that. Or Chopping Cheetah Discovers America. No, that's not happening either. Or Getting Loser or Exploring America. No. I don't know, I've got so many funny names. Dude, it, it feels weird again. It's like, we try to all set up like, like we're like, I tell them 2024, we might drop a mixtape. He says, nah, dog. Exactly. I said, we don't have had ghost riders. Ghost riders are real. And ghost riders are also real. So, you know, be careful off the moon. They're after wolves or something. You got anything else you want to talk about before we get into this? The more I keep looking at the time, the more I'm starting to realize I'm losing more and more time to play Far Cry tonight. Dude, Far Cry is fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that game. Alright, as I soon as you get done, 
Oh, let me see how far you are. No. Please. I don't like you. I don't like you either. But, um, uh, dude, I gotta get better on breaking into the Segway better. Uh, yeah, this episode, I text, I texted Cheetah. I was like, okay, um, uh, like, this is like, I don't know if she's pop culture or something in this new. Well, I guess you could technically say she's part of pop culture now, but I think the only reason so many people are invested again is because of, you know, the recent development in the case, but. The, um, are we going to save that to the end or are we just going to say. No, it's Colin who we're talking about. We're going to talk about Gypsy Rose. I don't know how to say her last name. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Dude, I was like. I was like, hey, I'm looking at this. I was like, hey, this is an idea. And for those of you who don't know, who've been living under a rock, uh, the reason that she's back in the news again is because she was just recently released from prison after a seven year sentence. Seven of ten years that she was sentenced for. And, uh, you know, so now people are all, you know, it's the newest crazy thing. So now people are all over it again. Like, oh, you know, good for you. Really, you deserve a good, you know, you deserve a happy life. And uh, We'll get into personal feelings in a little bit. Ah, uh, fuck it. Uh, her release date, it, it was December 28th. I don't know what time, but like, I'm like, a, like I saw my Facebook feed. It wasn't like a lot. I just saw... Oh, her first time at McDonald's. Her first selfie. Yeah, let's go away for seven years. Come back like that strong. It's ridiculous, man. I, I hate that people do that shit. Like, I get that, like, you could be excited for somebody, but you don't have to make it your entire personality. You know what I mean? Like, let the girl live, bro. Let her do what she wants to do. Let her, let her come out into the real world and do some shit. Leave her alone for a little bit. You know what I mean? Don't, don't put her in the spotlight immediately. She went from being, you know... The stuff with her mother to go into prison and now she's out of prison and now she's gonna be in the fucking media prison because she's gonna be all over the news everywhere and people are gonna be constantly wanting to talk to her. Yo, if you were in that situation we we wanna explore or No man, I don't want people to leave me the fuck alone so I can live my life finally for the first time. I also wouldn't have gotten married while I was in prison like she did. What the fuck? I heard about that. What, two, Which I probably should have waited, but I got too excited. So, uh, fuck it. Whatever, you know. If but, you've known, if you've seen that she got out, then you know. But, but just disclaimer. Uh, if you don't it like... It just gets, you know, it's just a lot of... It's like a lot, it's of, like a lot of, like, mental stuff going on. I, a lot I, of manipulation, a lot of, you know... A lot of different Just day. a lot of shitty things that happen to a lot of, you know... Otherwise, kind of good people, I would guess. I don't know. I'm not really for sure. I don't know. I, I think in a case like this, you kind of just have to draw your own line on whether you think they're good people or not. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. You will find out how our true feelings is. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later on. But uh, before we get into Gypsy and all that, first we're going to start where it all starts with her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard. Her mother. Uh, so, Dee Dee Blanchard was born Claudine Pitry. In Chack Bay, Louisiana, near the Gulf Coast in 1967, and grew up with her family nearby Golden Meadow. She was one of five children of Claude Anthony Petrio Sr. and Emma Louise Glizclair. Glizclair. Her relatives recalled that she had a <laughs> habit of stealing from her family, which they speculated was a form of retaliation because things didn't go her way. 
Uh, at some point in her early life, in her early, at some point early in her adult life, she worked as a nurse's aide, uh, and the family expressed suspicion that in 1997 she might have killed her own mother by denying her food. So this is the first instance where somebody is accusing, you know, Dee Dee Blanchard of being kind of shady. And it seems like she, you know, like they said, it seems like she would act out a lot because things didn't go her way. Um, which is normal, I guess, for a kid to grow up in a family like that who's got four other kids ahead of you. But you'll see later on, you'll start to see how much, you know, that this is just like the early signs of like shit that progressed into, you know. Where it got really fucking weird and really wild. Uh, and then when Dee Dee was 24, she became pregnant by Rod Blanchard, then 17. Uh, they named their daughter Gypsy Rose because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a big fan of Guns N' Roses. Yo, hold on, hold on. Before we continue on, I just don't want to see. I, I don't like. It's not like. Don't like. It's just these people like. Well, I'm naming my kid Mercedes because I love Mercedes. Uh, I don't know. People are weird. Yo, what will you name your kid? I, your favorite thing? Throttle. Because <laughs> I love full throttles. <laughs> Yo, you know what I name my kid? Pizza. Your kid would get beat up by my kid every day. Yo, my kid would grow up to be a fucking like, badass like biker. Your kid would be like the kid who eats glue in class. And the kid who eats glue in class you gotta watch out for. Yeah, huh? Yeah, there was a circle of those that eat glue one time. Um, shortly before Gypsy Rose's birth in July 1991. And now this is interesting that they say she was born in July 1991. Because when I was doing research for this episode, I had heard that nobody was really sure what Gypsy Rose's actual birth was. Because I guess her mother had changed it a whole bunch of times to make her seem younger than she actually was. Oh, dude, that's the fucked up part. So I'm not sure if July 1991 is the actual time of when she was born, or if that's just, you know, another thing that her mother said. I'm not sure if anybody really knows for sure. I'm sure you could find out for sure somewhere, but I had heard that they didn't really know for sure, so that's very interesting. Um, But yeah, shortly before Gypsy's birth, the couple separated when Rod realized he got married for the wrong reasons. Uh, he resisted Dee Dee's efforts to get him to return, and she took her newborn daughter to live with her family. Uh, then, according to Rod, who remained involved in his daughter's in his daughter's life at this point, by the time Gypsy was three months old, her mother convinced that was convinced that the infant had sleep apnea and began taking her to the hospital, where repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor and other tests found no sign of the condition. Dee Dee, though, subsequently became convinced that Gypsy had a wide range of health issues, which she attributed to unspecified chromosomal disorder. At some point, her mother claimed that Gypsy had muscular muscular dystrophy. 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 That's it, my bad. Muscular dystrophy. uh, And made her use a walker. So, yeah. Um, this is like the earliest, you know, even when she was only three months old, her mother was already into, you know, oh, my baby's sick. She's got this, she's got this, she's got this, you know? And even after doctors would tell her, like, no, bro, she doesn't have any of that. We checked. 
The mother was consistent, like, no, she's got it. She's sick. Trust me, I know. I, I'm a mother. I would know. So she was trying to sell it very early on that her son, her daughter was sick for some reason or another. That's fucked up. Uh, Gypsy herself had said that when she was seven or eight, she was riding on her gra grandfather's motorcycle when they were involved in a minor accident where she obtained an abrasion on her knee. Her mother had said that the doctors had given her a wheelchair that she would need to use. Uh, Gypsy often went with her parents at to Special Olympics events. In 2001, when Dee Dee claimed Gypsy, eight, she was actually ten at the time, uh, she was named the honorary queen of the Crew Mid-City. The Crew of Mid-City, a child-oriented parade held during Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Uh, Gypsy seems to have stopped going to school after second grade, possibly even as early as kindergarten. Her mother homeschooled her after that, Supposedly because her illnesses were so severe, this was later to believe to be an attempt to isolate Gypsy to further her abuse. Uh, Gypsy had managed to read on her own through the Harry Potter books. What a way to read. You know, it, it was saying, um, like, they're saying she was real smart with the, she loved Disney movies and Reading was her, her escape goat. Uh, Gypsy's father had remarried, and Dee Dee moved in with her father and stepmother. They later said that when preparing food for her stepmother, Dee Dee poisoned it with Roundup weed killer, leading to the stepmother's chronic illnesses during this period. So, I mean, Dee Dee's all sorts of fucked up. For one reason or another, you know, she... You know, she just, I don't know, she just, I guess, constantly has the urge to hurt somebody, I guess, or to make people think they're sick. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but she's just all sorts of fucked up. And it's crazy that they specifically said Roundup Weed Killer, because I actually have a not-so-funny story about that involving me and a kid that I grew up with. What the fuck? This kid, David, I used to hang out with. He lived behind us. He lived there 91st. When I was playing around with this roundup one time, I actually sprayed her in his eyes. Sprayed a little bit in his eyes. Oh, you fucked up, homie. And he, like, went home screaming, crying. His mom came over a couple hours later with the roundup, knocked on my door and told my mom, she said, where's your son? I'm going to spray this in his fucking eyes like he did to my kid. And my mom was like, no, no, no. She was like, no, you're not. I'll beat your ass. Jesus. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yo, That's uh, what mom was about to tell you. Yo, uh, Didi, uh, Didi had, uh, Mitt? Munchausen by proxy syndrome. It's pretty much child. I looked it up. It's uh. It's basically the need. To, uh, mental ill for from a child abuse. That's what. I get. That's what I got from it. Yeah, doctors aren't sure what causes it, but it may be linked to problems during the abuse. Uh, abuse, like child abuse, childhood abuse and shit. Yeah, dude, this is probably the first, like, uh, symptom of proxy. When I heard the word proxy, it means something else. Yeah, and it just basically affects, like, her brain into making up, uh, fake illnesses and sicknesses for Gypsy, so that people will, will think that she's sick, basically. So, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know if there's any information out there somewhere that Gypsy or that Dee Dee was abused as a child. Wouldn't surprise me. I think she was because. But, uh, 
I think she was because of how she uh, murdered her mother by yeah, accident. That could just be because she, her mother didn't, you know, she thought her mother didn't love her. It could honestly just been, you know, maybe her mother didn't take the best care of herself when she was pregnant with her. Maybe it could be from that, you never know. Could be a whole range of shit from back then, you know. She was fucking, wasn't she born in the 70s? Yeah, or 1967? Yeah. Could be fucking anything back then. Yeah, that's true. Drugs. Uh, yeah, during that time, Dee Dee was arrested for several minor offenses, including writing bad checks. Uh, when the Petries began to regularly confront her about her treatment of Gypsy and they expressed suspicion about her role in her stepmother's health, Dee Dee left with Gypsy for the New Orleans suburb of Slido. Her mother stepped. Her stepmother's health returned normal shortly after. Uh, in Sidwell, she and Gip Gypsy lived in public housing. They paid their bills with Rod's child support payments and public assistance. Dee Dee had been granted due to her daughter's supposed medical conditions. Uh, they saw various specialists, mostly at Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans, seeking treatment. Treatment for the illnesses Dee Dee claimed Gypsy had, which now included hearing and vision problems with muscle, with a mu while muscle biopsy found no sign of muscular dystrophy, Dee Dee insisted Gypsy had. She was successful in securing treatment for Gypsy's other purported issues after she told doctors Gypsy had seizures every few months. They prescribed anti-seizure medication. Several surgeries were performed on her during this time, and Dee Dee regularly took Gypsy to the emergency room for minor ailments. Yeah, I heard that like, the drugs she was on was uh, Mary T fell out. Yeah, she got all fucked up, man. You know. Yeah. It's crazy that like they were, she was able to just walk in the hospital and say, "Hey, you know, my daughter's having seizures," and they're like, "Okay, we believe you. Here's some seizure medication." Yeah, that's that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's probably a big reason why there's so much, you know, hoops you got to jump through now in hospitals and shit. Because of shit like that. Because oh. there's people doing that. Or, uh, or oh, give me the good drugs. Sir, you know, no wrong with me. I need drugs. No, I don't need drugs, but it's just the way. Now, because now, because this situation, now they're more smarter about the drugs. Yeah, so, uh,. I mean, yeah, at this point, she's on anti-seizure medication that she doesn't need. She's already had several surgeries that she doesn't need. So it's already taken a toll on her. I'm pretty sure by this point, Gypsy was pretty much confined to a wheelchair because she was believe she believed that she couldn't walk because her mother had convinced her that she had muscular dystrophy. But there's a plot twist. You gotta hit see later on in the episode. Uh... After Hurricane Katrina devastated the area in August 2005, Dee and Gypsy left the ruined apartment for a shelter in Covington set up for people with special needs. Dee Dee said Gypsy's medical records, including her birth certificate, had been destroyed in the flooding. A doctor there from the Ozarks suggested they relocate to her native Missouri, and the next month they were airlifted there. So yeah, 2005, Hurricane Katrina hits. Dee Dee claims that the hurricane wiped out everything that she had for uh, any kind of paperwork that she had for Gypsy. And after this is when she really started to sell, like, making up uh, when her birth date wasn't shipped so that she could change 
so that she could change the actual age of Gypsy to make people believe, you know, because they had no way of proving it because, as she said, they lost her birth certificate. Oh, uh, I mean, you guys go to... Yeah, well, this was just part of her lie. This is just part of her, the whole setup for her. Uh, at first, when Dee Dee and Gypsy had first moved to Missouri, they lived in a rented home in Aurora. Uh, during their time there, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients as its 2007 Child of the Year. In 2008... Habitat for Humanity built them a small home with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub as part of a larger project on the north side of Springfield, to the east, and the two moved there. The story of a single mother with severely disabled daughter forced to flee, forced to flee Katrina's devastation received considerable local media attention as the community often pitched in to help the women, the woman who now went by Claudina Blanchard and whom they know as Dee Dee. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's more fucked up. Yo, Dee's more fucked up in the head than some of these serial killers. Yeah, she's pretty uh, she's pretty downright mentally, and to be able to do all this shit to your daughter, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think regardless of where you stand on like the whole grand scale scale of it, I don't know anybody who could confidently say that you know they think Dee is some kind of victim in this because. I mean, once you do shut... I understand, like, if you got, like, a mental issue and shit, but... To be able to put your own daughter through this much shit... You know, I think you're kind of a scumbag, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, oh, my baby's sick. I needed the grant. Because she scanned her knee on... Well, yeah, that's the, that's another thing. She's, like, basically scamming these programs out of, like... Rewards and like money and shit that usually goes to people who actually need it because she's convincing them that You know her kid is sick and her kid needs this stuff Look, I, I, I'm not saying she's smart, but she's she's she definitely knows how to play the system. Well good Cuz well, she's got nobody around that could call her on her shit because when she's in Louisiana Or Missouri, I mean nobody there knows who they are There's no family around. There's nobody to call her out. You know what tell her like yo what you're saying ain't true. Nobody knows. Yo, Web is just, um... And at this point, Gypsy's convinced that whatever her mother's saying is true. So if you got a, you're pushing a kid around in a wheelchair that's basically, you know, like, basically got no teeth in their mouth, basically, from all the medicine they're not supposed to be taking, you know, who's not going to believe you as a mother? I think, I think people look at uh, Dee Dee's like, oh, God bless you, my young child. Well, I mean, they had every reason, though think you know to think she was being for real because why wouldn't they they had no reason to believe she wasn't that she was lying yeah yeah i'm saying this she knows how to play the system ralph i think mm -hmm. she i think she uh once when Dee Dee was a child she something had to happen when she was a kid that made her you know that gave her this munchausen by proxy syndrome because this that kind of stuff just doesn't happen you know it, it doesn't it doesn't stop overnight it's just yeah, it doesn't just pop up overnight. They had something had to happen to her growing up that, you know, caused this to her. And you know, unfortunately, Gypsy was just uh, just a byproduct. Yeah, she was just an unfortunate bystander. I mean. Bystander of it all. But uh, the outpouring of support included many charitable contributions in Louisiana. In Louisiana, mother and daughter had most availed themselves occasional stays in Ronald McDonald houses. 
during medical appointments. In Missouri, they received free flights to see doctors at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. A free trip to Walt Disney World and a backstage pass to Miranda Lambert concerts, where she was frequently photographed with Lambert via the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Dude, that I'm not saying that's kind of awesome, but being backstage meeting Miranda Lambert. Well, I mean, in Gypsy's situation, thinking that you're sick, you know what I mean? Like, in your mind, you 100% believe that you're sick, so I'm sure to her, it's like, oh, this is fucking sick. Yeah. That I, I get to be around this person, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like, like if if Didi was your mom's like, she goes pull you aside and shut the fuck up. We're gonna do this shit. We're gonna get this well, money. You're gonna, you're gonna see in a little bit here. You're gonna see, you know, you know, it gets a little bit worse here in a minute. But uh, Rod Blanchard, who was D, uh, Gypsy's father, he continued to make monthly support child support payments of one thousand two hundred dollars. As well in sending gypsy gifts and occasionally talking her on the phone. During one phone call on her 18th birthday, he recalls Dee Dee telling him not to mention her daughter's real age since she thinks she's 14. What the fuck? So she had... Gypsy had... Or DG, Dee Dee had Gypsy convinced that she was only 14 at the time when she was actually 18. Yeah, there, there's like... There's like... People now, there's like 22 that get, like, I don't know how true it was, but this 22 year old got adopted. It was like that, was like that Megan movie. Or, no, Orphan, Orphan. It was like Orphan. Uh, Rod and his second wife had hoped to get to Springfield and visit for a variety of reasons, but always Dee Dee had changed the plans. And then she'd use that to spin her story by telling her her neighbors in Springfield that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict, an alcoholic who would never come to terms with his daughter's health issues and sent, never sent them any money. And again, who's going to be there to call her on her bullshit? Nobody's going to know. You know what I mean? Nobody's there to saying say, like, yo, bro, what you're saying ain't true. Saying in Springfield, Illinois? Yeah. Suspicious. Like, what? Like, like if you're going Katrina, I could tell you about Katrina. Well, they moved to Springville because Habitat for Humanity agreed to build them a house out there. So that's why they went there. And she probably had to move from New Orleans because she's like, fuck, you know, I, I burnt my bridges here. You know, I mean, there's doctors here that know the truth about her, so when we go somewhere else where they don't know anything about her. That's very true. It's all true. part of the game. Oh, definitely. Uh, but I bet she talks like, hey, could we, could we go like to the Midwest? But uh, for Katrina... We had New Orleans people came to uh, to our school. Uh, many people who met Gypsy were charmed by her. Her five foot height, nearly toothless mouth, large glasses, and high childlike voice reinforced the perception that she had all the problems her mother claimed she did. So her mother basically got her so sick by giving her medicine and surgery and shit that she didn't need that she really became sick. So she had forced fake sickness on her for so long that she had started to become actual sick. Raggy. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't get any better from here because Dee Dee regularly shaved Gypsy's head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, allegedly telling Gypsy that since her medication uh, would eventually cause her hair to fall out a lot, it was best to shave in advance. Gypsy often wore wigs or hats to cover her baldness, when they left the house, Dee Dee often took an oxygen tank, 
and feeding tube with them, Gypsy was fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement, PetaSure, well into her 20s. God, man. So all she was getting was nutrition through PetaSure in her fucking 20s. Man, at this point, I'm, I'm just going to say my comment. Are we going to just say how I feel about Dee now? Go ahead, if you want. That bitch is her what she got it. I mean... But it was kind of fucked up how they did it, but... I think she should, I, you know... I mean, I understand why they did what they did, but I kind of feel like she should have rotted in prison for the rest of her life. But, I understand. It was like... But we're going to... Once we talk about what happened, we're going to talk about something else involving Gypsy 2, which is, you know... Just shows you kind of like the full circle moment of it all. Because she recently said something when I asked about it. So we're going to talk about that oh, once shit. we get to the end of this. But, uh, Dee Dee would also use physical abuse to control Gypsy, always holding her hand in the presence of others. And when Gypsy said something that suggested she was not genuinely sick or seemed beyond purported mental capacity, Gigi, Gypsy recalls that her mother would squeeze her hand very tightly. And when the two were alone, Dee Dee stuck, struck her with open hands or a coat hanger. Dude, that's fucked up. Yeah, she's uh, Mother of the Year. Sure. <laughs> hey, hey, Mother of the Year goes to Dee Dee. Uh, don't know your last name, bitch. Blanchard. Blanchard. Uh, medical interventions continued. Dee Dee had some of Gypsy's saliva glands treated with Botox, then extract, extracted altogether control her purported drooling. Uh, Gypsy later claimed her mother induced drooling by using a topical anesthetic to numb her gums before doctor's visits. The lack of salivary glands coupled with the side effects of the anti-seizure medication she was given caused GP Gypsy's already few teeth to decay at this point uh, to the majority of her front teeth were extracted and replaced by a bridge. Tubes were implanted in her ears to control her myriad, myriad of poor purported ear infections. Hey, yep. a local ear tube. You're in ear tubes, right? I don't know if there's tubes in my ears, but yeah. No, there's tubes in there. No problem. <laughs> Leads right to your brain. That's how they suggest you to do things for them. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Tubes, like, that, that actually opens up. Out. It was hard to explain, but it opens up your airway or something. I know I can hear the echo coming out of your head right now. Wow. Uh, Bernardo Flasterstein, what a fucking name, uh, pediatric neurologist who saw Gypsy in Springfield, became suspicious of her muscular dystrophy diagnosis. He had ordered MRIs and blood tests, which found no abnormalities. Uh, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk, he told Dee on a follow-up visit after seeing Gypsy stand and support her own weight. Flasterstein... Noted that Dee Dee was not a good historian. After contacting Gypsy's doctors in New Orleans, he learned that Gypsy's original muscular muscle biopsy had come back negative, undermining Dee Dee's reported diagnosis of muscular dystrophy, as well as her claim that all Gypsy's records had been destroyed by a flood. Coincidence? So they're starting to catch up. They're starting to catch on to Dee Dee. Dude, bullshit. Yep. If this happened, like, back in the way day, she would never got caught. Probably not. Or she part... Because we will get to the, uh... Well, sh first of all, shout out to this Bernardo Flasterstein guy for 
you know, taking it on himself to be like, you know what, let me call her old doctors and see what they said. You know what I mean? Because if he didn't, who knows, you know, who knows what'll happen. So maybe him by him reaching out, that played a part, small part in, uh, you know, what won't end up happening. So I never know. Never know, man. Uh, this is also the very first time where somebody has expected Suspected the possibility of Munchausen syndrome by Poxy. Uh, indeed, he contrived to gain access to Flasterstein's notes and subsequently stopped, talk, stopped taking Gypsy to see him. <clears throat> so this guy had caught on to Dee's shit and he knew, you know, he'd started to think like, yo, maybe she's got this Munchausen by Poxy. You know, and once that came out, then Dee was like, alright, we're not going to this dude anymore. We need a new doctor, one who's not going to, you know... One who's not going to second-guess the shit that I'm telling him is real. Yep. So, her lies, you know, a little bit. Her lies starting to unravel a little bit. Starting to come a little loose now. Uh, Flasterstein did not follow up by reporting Dee Dee to so social services. What the fuck, Flasterstein? I was just here applauding you, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, he said other doctors had told him to treat the pair with golden gloves... And doubted the authorities would believe him anyway. In 2009, an anonymous caller told the police about Dee Dee's use of different names and birth dates for herself and her daughter, and suggested that Gypsy was in better health than claimed. Officers who performed the resulting wellness check accepted Dee Dee's explanation that she had used misinformation to make it harder for her abusive ex-husband to find her and Gypsy, without talking to Rod and reported that Gypsy seemed genuinely mentally disabled. The file was closed. Mm-hmm. So she used the excuse that she knows is going to work almost every time. She said, hey, I got an abusive ex-husband. I don't want him to find me and my daughter. And the cops were like, okay, case closed. Man, I'm not going to say what I really feel about that whole mother versus father situation. New York State is fucked for that, too. If you're a if there's a big I'll admit dude that a lot of the times when that stuff happens you know a lot of times it is true that the fathers are pieces of shit but there is a very it's very unbalanced in those situations where you know what I mean where like cause you know what I mean a, a father or a mother says that they're almost always gonna believe him but if a mother says that or if a you know what I mean or if a mother says that they're almost always gonna believe her but if a father says it there's always gonna be like oh well you know we gotta look deeper into it to prove that it's right. You know what I mean? Like, it's so one-sided, which I don't, I, you know what I mean? I never agree with. I think if you're going to believe one, you believe the other. Like, or at least, if your mother told you that, at least fucking look into it. Something like that is like, it's like, like sometimes, because of course, I, I don't really talk much about work work, but because I'm a manager, is there's three sides of the story. Your side, their side, and, and the, the truth. truth. Yeah. And that's why we do like reports. If you saying. I hit you. No, not I hit you, but if I took something from you, and it's in my possession, something. I don't know. Yeah, you lost it. It's okay. We get what you're trying to say, but you lost the analogy. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to not. Do, yeah, like like certain things. And I was taught. I was taught that is there's three sides. So it's not one side. Like, just in case it's cheetah, some crazy uh crazy girl does after him. And I'm not going to 
to Cheetah's like, hey, what happened? Or go to the crazy girl, oh, he, he hit me. I go to Cheetah's like, what happened? Well, I didn't really hit her. I kind of tried to stop her from hitting me. Yeah, well, uh, Dee Dee seems to have at least once forged a copy of Gypsy's birth certificate, changing her birth date from 91 to 95 to bolster claims that she was still a teenager. Gypsy said in a later interview that, a, that for 14 years she was not sure of her real age. She sometimes also claimed that the original had been destroyed during the post-Katrina flooding. Dee Dee did not keep another copy of Gypsy's real birthday. Gypsy recalls seeing it during one of her hospital visits and becoming confused, and Dee Dee told her it was a misprint. Uh, since 2001, Gypsy had attended science fiction and fantasy conventions, sometimes in costumes since she could blend into their diverse and inclusive communities in her wheelchair. At a 2011 event, she made what may have been an escaped attempt that ended when her mother found her in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Again, Dee Dee produced the paperwork, giving Gypsy's false younger birth date and threatened to inform the police. Gypsy recalls that afterward, Dee Dee smashed her with a computer and a hammer, smashed her computer with a hammer and threatened to do the same to her fingers if she ever tried to escape again. She also kept Gypsy leashed and handcuffed to her bed for at least two weeks. Gee, you fucked up. You gonna, you Mama D gonna fuck you up. So this is when it, this is when it started to go from, you know, just mental abuse to making her think she was sick to now it's turning into physical abuse, where she's physically telling her like, "I'll break your fingers with a hammer if you ever try to leave me again." And then if you don't want to listen, well, you're gonna get handcuffed and chained to your bed for two weeks. You could tell, I think at this point, obviously we don't know for sure because we weren't there, but I think at this point, I think this is when Dee Dee had started, you know, I think, uh, I think here is Dee Dee was starting to lose it a little bit, you know, I think it was starting to, I think she knew that she was starting to lose control a little bit. This reminds me of a, this reminds me of a, like how serial killers, at first, they get that high of killing. Well, but, a lot of them start to panic at the end when they, a lot of them can tell when they're, when, you know, when their time is up. When they're getting close to their time being up, and a lot of them will start to panic. And this is and that could be what Dee Dee was doing. Maybe Dee Dee knew she, she'd be like, oh, that you know they're hot on her tail, and she's like, all right, you know, she's starting to panic now. Like, oh, my daughter's getting a little bit older. She's starting to get you know a little smarter and realizing what I'm doing. So now I got to start threatening her with physical abuse so she doesn't try to fucking leave me. You know what I mean? So, yo, this could be almost a part tour. No, not really. No, no, we're almost done. Oh, we are? Yeah, dude, there's not much to the story. Oh. <laughs> no, because it was like the other part. Oh, when you get done with that part, it's just... No, there's not much, no. Huh. I told you it was a perfect topic to fill probably the entire episode. Oh, that's good for sure. But... Uh, yeah, she, uh... Dee Dee later told Gypsy that she had filed paperwork with the police claiming that Gypsy was mentally incompetent, leading Gypsy to believe that she attempted to go to the police for help. They would not believe her. Uh, sometime around 2012, Gypsy, who continued to use the internet after her mother had gone to bed to avoid her tightened supervision, made contact online with Nicholas Godejohn. This is very important for the future of this story. Uh, <clears throat> Holy fuck. 
Yo. Uh, let me just guess where she met her met 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 this Nicholas this Nicholas kid at. I'm Christian Mingle. Uh, yeah. So uh, Nicholas Good John, a man around her age from Big Bend, Wisconsin, whom she had met on a Christian singles website. Uh, Good John already had a criminal record for indecent exposure. Uh, I think something about like he tried to like beat his dick or something. No, no, he uh, did beat pizza hut or something. Yeah, he beat his dick in a pizza hut. Yeah, that's what it was. And uh, he also had a history of mental illness, sometimes reported as dissociative identity disorder, and he'd also been on the autism spectrum disorder. Wait, um, if you if you talk about autism, I know that's a, a real touchy subject. Is it autism in general, or is it just like? Well, there's all different forms of autism. You know, you could have autism and be perfectly fine. Some people have autism and they can't do anything for themselves. Other people have autism and they live perfectly normal lives without any... You know what I mean? It all depends on where you fall on the autism spectrum. Yo, um... But obviously, if this kid didn't know that it wasn't right to, you know, pull your dick out in a pizza hut, probably he couldn't... He probably shouldn't have been, you know, doing stuff for his own, on his own, but... Um. Yeah, it was funny. They were talking. They're uh, pretty much gypsy. Like she dressed up as a, uh, a Cinderella. They went to. Uh, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun or is it just Golden Howard? Who's talking about? About like when the first time they met. Well, I'm gonna get that in a second. Oh yeah. Um. In 2014, Gypsy confided to a 23-year-old neighbor, Aaliyah Woods Winmancy, who, unaware that Gypsy was closer to her own age, considered herself a big sister, that she and Gooda John had discussed eloping and even had chosen names for potential children. Gypsy, who had five separate Facebook accounts, and Gooda John flirted online their exchange sometimes using BDSM elements, which Gypsy had since claimed was more what she was interested in. Would Mancy tried to talk her out of it, still thinking that Gypsy was too young and possibly being taken, of adva- taken advantage of by a sexual predator. Uh, she considered Gypsy's plans just fantasies and dreams and nothing like nothing like this would ever take really take place. Despite Dee Dee's efforts to prevent him from using the internet, which went as far as destroying her daughter's phone and laptop, Gypsy maintained t- contact with Wood Mancy who saved printouts for, of her post until 2014. The next year, uh, the next year, Gypsy arranged and also paid for Gooda John's, Gooda John to meet her mother in Springfield. Her plan was for him to just casually bump into her while she and Dee Dee were at a movie theater, both of them in costume, and apparently strike up a relationship that way and then later introduce him to her mother. Uh, as soon as they did meet in person for the first time, Gooda John says Gypsy led him to the bathroom where the two had sex. Uh, and the two continued their interactions, internet interactions, and this is when they began developing their plan to kill Dee Dee. Yo, hold on, hold on. Before we go into the murder part, you, like, Gypsy didn't, never met the dude, never, like, hugged or kissed him. Like, 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 like if I meet a uh, girl for the first time, I'm nervous. Uh, like, I'm not gonna be like, 
hey, here's my dick, and let's just... Well, you know, D Gypsy had a lot of catching up to do on life, man. She had never been living at this point. Oh, dude, I'd be... She'd never really lived. Yeah, the first time me, first time meet a homeboy, oh, let's go to the bathroom, let's fucking squawk. I actually, actually kind of have a, a theory about this, which I know is going to kind of piss some people off, but I, this is just personally what I think of it. Um, <clears throat> I think the reason that Gypsy had sex with this dude so quickly is because she thought maybe by having sex with him would be easier to also manipulate him into helping her do what she thought needed to be done that's to her what, mother. That's what the video, I was watching the video. I think, Just, I think even if she wasn't trying to do it purposely, I think Gypsy kind of manipulated Good John just as much as her mother manip manipulated her. You know what I mean? And I don't think she did it on purpose. I don't think she had any ill intent behind it, but I think it was just, you know, she thought that was the only way she could get out. And she's like, well, this is, you know, this seems to be the only way I could have any freedom anymore. And, you know, so maybe if I give this guy, you know, uh, maybe yum, if yum. I have sex with this guy, that maybe he'll help me get out. He'll be the way to help me get out. And so I think she kind of used it as like kind of a manipulation tactic. Now that she did it, on purpose, or meant to ruin the kid's life or anything, you know, but I think that's the way I see it, at least. Yo, what, like, what if, um, I'm saying, they're in the bathroom, squawks, and you walk in, do you just walk out? I was like, nope, I don't need to use the bathroom. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Good John returned to Springfield in 2015, arriving while Gypsy and her mother were away at a doctor's appointment. After they had arrived home, returned home, and Dee Dee had gone to sleep, he went to the Blanchard house. Gypsy let him in and allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves, and a knife with the understanding that he would use it to murder Dee Dee. Gypsy hid in the bathroom and covered her ears that she, so she would not have to hear her mother screaming. Good John then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in her back while she was asleep. Afterward, the two had sex in Gypsy's room and took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee had been keeping in the house. Mostly from Rod's child support checks. They fled to a motel outside of Springfield where they stayed for a few days while planning their next move. During that time, they were seen on security scammers at several stores, and Gypsy said at that point she believed the two had gotten away with the crime. They had mailed the murder weapon back to Gooda John's home in Wisconsin to avoid being caught with it, then took a bus there. Several witnesses who saw the pair on their way to the Greyhound station noted that Gypsy wore a blonde wig and walked unassisted. I mean, first of all, why would you mail your murder weapon back to your own house? That was your first mistake. That's that's why you could tell that like these two people were not mentally capable enough to know what they were doing in this situation. Hell no. You know what I mean? Because good at John, he you know, he's on the autism spectrum. You know, and he's like, fuck, this girl is in love with me. We're going to, you know, we're going to have a family together. Or we're going to start a life together. So, of course, I'll kill your mom for you. That's the only way we can be together. You know what I mean? And Gypsy's like, hey, you know, this is my only way away. From, this is the only way for me to get away from my mother. Yo, um. Is by having this guy kill her for me. Yeah, like, when the, when the, when the investigator interviewed her. She she was like shocked. Oh, I love my mama. I love her. Oh. Then the guy's just like, okay, whatever. It's like, then the guy's like, I'm. Like, he was telling her, I'm done with your shit. Now it was actually time to talk now. Uh, after seeing concerning Facebook statuses posted from Dee Dee's account, 
The Blanchard's friends suspected something was amiss. When phone calls went unanswered, several friends and neighbors went to the house. While the friends and neighbors knew that the two often left their medical trips unannounced, they saw Dee Dee's modified car still in the driveway, making an unannounced trip unlikely. Protective film on the windows made it hard to see inside in the low light. No one answered the door, so the gathered friends called 911. When the police arrived, they had waited for they had to wait for a search warrant to be issued before they could enter, but they allowed one of the neighbors present to climb through a window which, where he saw that inside of the house was a largely undisturbed and that Gypsy's wheelchairs were all still present. When the warrant was issued, police entered the house and found Dee Dee's body. A GoFundMe account was set up to pay for funeral expenses and possibly Gypsy's. All who knew the Blanchards feared the worst. Even if Gypsy had not been harmed, they believed she would be helpless without her wheelchair, medications, and support equipment like the oxygen tanks and food and table. Wood Mancy, who was among those gathered on the Blanchard's lawn, told police that she knew about Gypsy and her secret boyfriend. She showed them the printouts she had saved, which included his name. Based on that information, police asked Facebook to trace the IP address from the post to Dee Dee's account had been made. It turned out to be in Wisconsin, and the next day, police agencies in Waukesha County raided the Good John's Big Bend home. Good John and Gypsy surrendered and were taken into custody on the charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. The news that Gypsy was safe was greeted with a relief in Springfield, where she and Good John were soon extradited and held on a $1 million bond. But in announcing the news, Greene County Sheriff Jim Arnott warned. Things are not always what they appear. The media in Springfield soon reported the truth of the Blanchard's lives, that Gypsy had never been sick and had always been able to walk, but her mother had made her pretend otherwise, using physical abuse to control her. Arnott urged people to donate money to the family, to not donate money to the family until investigators learned the extent of the fraud. So at this time, all Dee Dee's Edie's uh, scam is up completely. Now everybody knows that it was all a lie this entire time. That she had made everything up. That Gypsy was never actually sick. And that it was all just a lie. And so now at this point, before they really know anything else, you know, they're telling people, oh, don't give this family money because we don't know who all is in on this scam. Like, was it just Edie? Is Gypsy in on it? Is the rest of the family in on it? Do the friends know? Yeah, that's fucked up. Yo, you know what's crazy? Um, I'm on. I'm looking at Gypsy's Instagram. She got 4.5 million followers. Well, people love victims. Uh, after the disclosure of how Dee Dee had treated Gypsy, sympathy for her as the victim of a violent murder rapidly shifted to her daughter as a long-term victim of child abuse. While the charge of first-degree murder, murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole, County Prosecutor Dan Patterson announced he would not seek it for either Gypsy or Goodijohn, calling the case extraordinary and un unusual. After her attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second-degree murder for Gypsy, Gypsy was so unnourished up to this point during the year she was in the county jail, her lawyer told BuzzFeed that she had gained 14 pounds, 
in contracts to most of his clients who typically lose weight in that situation. In 2015, she accepted the plea bargain and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, now, Good John, this is where Good John kind of got fucked in this situation, in my opinion. Um, I don't agree with what he did, but I also don't agree with, you know, what he, uh, what he ended up getting. I think he should at least, at the very least, be put in, like, some kind of mental institution or something, because he obviously has problems. Uh, but Goodajohn still faced the more severe charges because prosecutors contended that he initially, he initiated the murder plot. And he and Gypsy agreed that he was the one who killed Dee. He was also more severely prosecuted due to different personal circumstances. Goodajohn was granted less sympathy and understanding due to lack of involvement in the abuse. Gypsy's plea bargain agreement did not require her to testify against him. In January 2017, his trial was postponed when prosecutors requested a second psychiatric exam. His lawyers contend that he was an intelligence potent of 82 and is on the autism spectrum, suggesting that he has diminished capacity. He initially waived his right to a trial by jury, but changed his mind in June of that year. In, 20, in December 2017, the judge set Goodajohn's trial for November 2018. In their opening statement, prosecutors alleged that Goodajohn had deliberately for over a year before the crime, while his lawyers pointed to his autism and said that Gypsy had formulated the crime and their love-struck client had just done as he had as she had asked. The next day, prosecutors showed the jurors text messages, sometimes sexually explicit, that Gypsy and Goodajohn shared in the week before the murder often using various personas as well as the knife he had used to commit the murder. In some of the texts, he asked for details about Dee Dee's rooms and sleeping habits. These were supplemented by video of his interview with the police after his arrest where he admitted killing her. Gypsy testified on the trial's third day. She said that while she had indeed suggested good to John that he killed Dee Dee to end her mother's abuse, she had also considered getting pregnant by him in the hope that once she was carrying Goodajohn's baby, Dee Dee would have to accept him. Along with the knife that she had gave Goodajohn, they stole baby clothes from Walmart during a shopping trip so they could go ahead with either plan. However, she said, Goodajohn never told her that, told her what he thought about the pregnancy plan. After four days, the case was sent to jury. Jurors had the option of finding Goodajohn guilty of one of three murder charges. Involuntary manslaughter, second degree or first degree murder, were not guilty of any of them. Approximately two hours after deliberation, they returned with the verdict, and Goodajohn was found guilty of first degree murder and armed criminal action. In February 2019, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder conviction, the only possible option since prosecutors had declined to seek the death penalty. Goodajohn asked David Jones for leniency on the armed criminal action charge, but carries a minimum sentence of only three years, saying that he had fallen blindly in love with Gypsy. He was sentenced. He received a sentence of 25 years on that charge, which is concurrent with the life sentence. Jesus Christ! Homie falls in love with that uh, with Gypsy. I was gonna say fall in love with that pussy, and uh, nope, I already did. He fell in love with Gypsy. Fucking get the uh, double set of orange. Getting fucking life in prison. Yeah, alright. 
you know my opinion, my thoughts on this right now is, why would she just say me like her ma? I just said that earlier. Again. Well, how fucked up. I didn't say it again, but I've already said it once. Uh huh. It's good because I feel special. Uh, yeah. Because when she got out of jail a couple days, two days ago, her fucking social media is fucking booming like a fucking. Yeah, well, I said people love victims. They love a victim. Do you think she really is the victim? I don't know, man. I think you can see it from both sides. You know what I mean? But she said, like, uh, there were. I think she's a victim, yes, but I think. She won't look. Gooda John is also a victim. I think Gooda John shouldn't have gotten as much time as he did since he was able to get out still. Like, yeah, maybe don't put him back on the streets, but don't put him in prison for the rest of his life. The guy thought he was in love. He was, you know, he was autistic. He thought what they had was real. He thought they were in love, you know? And of course, you know, a guy like that, not in his, the right mental state, if she puts an idea like murder in his head, of course he's going to run with it because he's like, fuck, you know? I, I love this girl. You know? This yep. girl had sex with me. Like, she wants to love, she wants to be with me and shit. Like, fuck, man. Let me go kill her mother so we can be together. Um, yeah, this almost, this almost reminds me, I guarantee you, if they didn't get caught, they would probably go on a killing spree, because that was her high. I don't know, I don't think so. I don't think so, because when she got out of jail, one of the first interviews she did was she said while in there she regrets what happened with her mother. She said she regrets ever doing it, that she didn't think her mother was a bad person. She was just sick. And she doesn't think she deserved to die that way. So I don't think she... I think at the time, she thought that was her only way to get out. And that's why she did it. But I don't think she... You know what I mean? I don't think she could have... I think if given more time without going to jail, I think eventually it would have started to eat at her. Because she just doesn't seem like that kind of person that could have done it again. Or would have wanted to do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because when you're in there for seven years, like, okay... Yeah, well, even if she was on the outside for all that time, I think eventually she would just, you know what I mean? It would have clicked in her brain, like, yo, what the fuck did I do? Why did I do that? You know, like, obviously I wanted to get away, but that probably wasn't the way to do it. Yo, uh, Because, like, yeah. yeah, her mother's a piece of shit, but, you know, at the same time, she's sick. You know? She was sick, you know? I'm not saying that excuses what she did, because it doesn't. I think she got what she deserved, but at the same time, you know, it's a sickness. You can't help it. I mean, you can't fight that kind of shit. No, you can't. Um, There's no cure for fucking Munchausen syndrome by proxy or whatever. By proxy syndrome, whatever the fuck it's called. Not, not yet. I, I bet there is a cure. Well, since they don't even know what causes it, I'm sure there probably won't ever be a cure. They don't even know what causes it. The only thing that they can think of that causes it is childhood abuse. Body cure childhood abuse. Wait, what if some silicone has got that disorder? I don't think so. I think you're just fucking mad. <laughs> um, yeah, one last thought. Um, uh, if you suspect child abuse, call the Child Help National Child Abuse Hotline at 1-800-4-A-CHILD or 1-800-422-4453 or go to, go to www.childhelp.org. All calls are toll-free, conf- confessional. The hotline is available 24-7 as more than 175 languages. Uh, real quick, too. Uh, yo, did I say that? Yeah, man, you probably shouldn't ask me while we're on there if you said it, too. 
<laughs> Dude, that's our style. We're, we're sloppy. Yeah, but real quick, I want to just go over a little bit of, uh, you know, the family's response to everything and, like, the community response after it was announced that, you know, everything had been a lie. Uh, the Blanchard's neighbors were shocked to learn that Gypsy's illnesses were fabricated. Aaliyah Woodmancy, whose information about Gypsy's relationship with Good John led police to the couple that day after Dee Dee's body was discovered, said she had cried out of disbelief upon hearing that Gypsy had never been sick or disabled. Her mother recalled. Oh, her mother recalled how everyone had accepted Dee Dee's claims without asking for proof, and wondered if the mother and daughter had been secretly laughing at their neighbors' uh, naive naiveness or naivete. Kim Blanchard, no relation, who had called the deputy sheriff to the house the night before, said, "What have I been believing? How could I have been so stupid?" Over sixty people attended a candlelight vigil. For Dee Dee in downtown Springfield the night after the body was discovered. In a news conference, Arnett said of the case, Springfield is a, is a giving community. We're surround people with love and finances that we believe that needs it. However, a lot of the times we are deceived, and I think this is now so true in this case at hand. Only one of the charities that had helped the Blanchard spoke out after the revelations. A spokesman for the Habitat Humanity, whose volunteers had built the Blanchard's house, along with others on their street, said, We are just really deeply saddened by the whole situation. Yeah. You know, I could see, like, the one neighbor. Like, like you know how the, oh, gosh, moment? Like, the guy, oh, gosh. Um, the family, Edie's family in Louisiana, who had confronted her about her treatment of Gypsy years before, did not mourn her. Her father, stepmother, and the nephew who first shared details of Gypsy's actual health when she first started using a wheelchair all later said that Dee Dee deserved her fate and that Gypsy had been punished as much as she needed to be. None of them would pay for her funeral, and her father and stepmother flushed her ashes down the toilet. Yeah, that's the gangster way doing it. I, I just hate to say it. It's just, just... Rod Blanchard, Gypsy's father, is more forgiving. He says, I think Dee Dee's problem was she started a web of lies. And there was no escaping after. He told BuzzFeed it was like a tornado got started. He was happy the first time he saw a video of Gypsy walking under her own power. Oh yeah, that's what, um, like, during the, inter during the interview for that, they were saying, like, oh, she, I thought we, she was wheelchair bound. And then she just stand up. Like, people was in the room, oh shit, she's standing up, homies. Uh, just a few more things here now. A couple things that Gypsy said uh, in interviews from prison. Uh, in January of 2018, she told 2020, I feel like I'm more free in prison than living with my mom because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. Gypsy served her sentence in Missouri's Correctional Center and did not talk to the media until after she had made her plea. When she did, she told BuzzFeed reporter Michelle Dean that she had been able to research Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Now known as a fictitious disorder imposed on another on prison computers and her mother had every symptom. I think she would have been the perfect mom for someone that was actually sick, she said. She had believed Dee Dee's claim that she had cancer even though she knew she could walk and eat solid food, leading her to assent to the regular head shavings, but she had always hoped that doctors would see through the ruse and she was frustrated that none besides Flatterstein did. When Dean asked her what made her want to escape her situation, Gypsy recalled the 2011 incident at the science fiction convention 
which made her wonder why she was not allowed to have friends her age. While she said that Gooda John took her idle discussions of murder into reality, she accepts that she committed a crime and has to live with the consequences. Nonetheless, she hopes that she, to help other abused victims. Victims of Munchausen by proxy abuse often avoid doctors and hospitals in their later lives because of lingering trust issues, according to expert Mark Feldman. According to her family, Dean and Lee, Aaron Lee Carr, a documentarian, Gypsy also exhibits at times the same sociopathic, manipulative behaviors as her mother, who was much of, of her life her only role model. She is already psychologically really compromised, and she is going to need as much family underpinning and support as she can, Feldman told Vulture after viewing Carr's documentary, Mommy Dead and Dearest, in which she appears. He also points out that the promotion... Post-traumatic stress disorder is likely to be an issue in her continuing development. I hope they find someone wherever she chooses to settle who is willing to provide supportive psychotherapy. On June 27, 2022, Gypsy married Brian Scott Anderson. On September 29, 2023, the Missouri Department of Corrections confirmed that Gizzy, Gypsy had been granted parole and she was released on December 28, 2023 after serving 85% of her sentence per state law. So, you know, shout out to Gypsy, I guess. Well, hope you get an actual wife this time. Oh, yeah, for and sure. Shout out to Dee Dee, whose ashes were floating somewhere in a septic tank. Probably. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, it's just fucking... I don't know, it's, it's a wild fucking story. Um, Obviously, there's a lot, you know, I think, in a way, all three more victims, Dee Dee, Gypsy, and Good John. I think all three more victims in one way or another. And I like that someone had the balls to come out and say, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, Gypsy is already, you know, showing the same kind of manipulative behavior that her mother did. Because I think she can say that she was just discussing killing her mother, but never thinking that it was going to be a real thing. But I think she manipulated Gooda John into doing it. And maybe she didn't mean to. Maybe she didn't do it on purpose. I don't think she did. I don't think she had any ill intent. I don't think she planned on, you know, ruining Good of John's life. But I think that she just, you know, naturally just kind of manipulated him into doing it. Because the only role model she had for most of her life was her mother. who was very manipulative. Goddamn right. So, <clears throat> you know, obviously I'm not somebody who's in any kind of power. But if I was... In some kind of power, you know, I'd take a look back at Good John's case and maybe see if there's something else they could do for him because I think he deserves another shot, you know. Even if it's just, like, mental institution or something, something, you know. I think he deserves to at least be, you know, have some kind of freedom, maybe. Definitely, for know. sure. Not really freedom, freedom, but just freedom. Yeah, but at least, like, like you know, like, supervised freedom, maybe, you know what I mean? But I don't know. It's fucked up, man. But, you know, yeah. Obviously, the whole fucking world's obsessed with her again. And uh, the only thing that sucks for this girl, she's not going to really get to live a normal life on the outside because people are going to be all over her for, you know, the next however long trying to, you know, get stories with her. And, you know, there's going to be hundreds of people like, hey, call my podcast, tell your story, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to pretend that we give a shit about you, but it's only because we know by being able to be the ones that tell your story it's going to get us more fame and you know what i mean it's just it's shitty man 
And it sucks that, you know, people like her have to go through shit like this, but that's that's the world we live in. People are obsessed with the victims, you know. They love a vi they love a good victim. So But yeah, man, that was that's the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Dee Dee Blanchard. And uh good job. So you know, let us know what you guys think, obviously. Uncle uh, address. Yeah, just know that, you know, our opinions are just that. They're our opinions. You don't have to agree with them. It's cool. You know, if you feel otherwise, you know, just keep that shit to yourself because I don't really care. Uh, but next week we got a fucking doozy for you. Bring some tissues for next week's episode because there's going to be some fucking crying. Hell yeah, uh, tissues. I'm going to... There's going to be some crying. We're going to have to light some fucking candles all hold each other. After we might play fucking, uh, we might play some uh, steam <clears throat> music or something. And then uh, I think hopefully the week after that, I got a pretty good episode planned too. Then uh, I had to wait to do it because I was waiting for this documentary to come out. It just came out, so. But yeah. Uh, oh, also before we wrap this up, um, I don't know why we haven't mentioned this yet, but um, after the new year, I'll post it on the Facebook group. We have uh, some merch shirts to sell. We have twelve of them. It's all we have right now. It's just twelve. Uh, and unfortunately, they're, one size. they're only all large because <laughs> I'd gotten specifically 12 because I had, had a bunch of people that wanted to buy ones that all wanted large. And now, of course, now that we finally have them, they're all, you know, backing out. So if you guys are interested in buying one of the merch shirts, you know, hit one of us up. Uh, obviously, once we sell out of these ones, then we'll take them by order uh, and, you know, get some more hopefully down the line somewhere. But uh, yeah. I'll probably post this on the Facebook group too after the new year. It's maybe sometime next week. But uh, yeah, if you guys are interested in buying one of the shirts, let us know. Uh, how much do we sell here in Salem for? Like 16? Uh, we talked about it off there. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll up When I post it next week, I'll have a price. But uh, yeah, only large, only 12 of them. So, for now. You know, for first come, first serve. But after we get rid of these ones, we'll go by order, you know what I mean? We'll get, we'll get a bunch, we'll get so many, you know, ready to go and then put the sizes in and sell them like that. But, yeah, um, I don't know, that's all I got to say. I'm pretty much good for tonight. Hey, me too. Chubb, anything else you want to add, or? Uh, yeah, only thing I want to add on, once again, that child abuse number, and always check on your homies. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Actually, New Year's coming up, you know. Cause you know the holiday time is a. Yeah, bad... your homie, man. Be like, yo, man. Just so you know, before we're heading into twenty twenty four, I just want you to know, you're not a fat piece of shit. Okay. And but if we... you are, you're my fat. Piece of shit. Or, okay? or, getting a loser. Appreciate you guys for sticking through this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Another year's going, coming, uh, is gone and about to pass. Man. We appreciate you guys sticking around this long, you know. Yo, the Bills didn't play last week. We were about to have a Christmas episode. I know, uh... I know this year's been a little all over the place, you know. We had a lot of shit going on, but... Uh, we appreciate you guys sticking it out with us for this long. And, uh, you know, it's only gonna get better from here. We're only gonna do bigger and better shit from here, you know. Hell yeah. I wanna really, in the new year, I really wanna get back into a lot of true crime. I feel like, you know... Or not more just true crime, but more like, you know, kind of shit like this kind of, you know, like cases like this I want to do. I think this is, there's another, this is pretty cool. There's another similar case. Yeah, I think this, I think doing like actual cases like this is a pretty cool way to do it too. I want to start doing a little bit more of that. Maybe finally tackle some more cults. 
more into that. Oh, dude. You got, you, you know what cold should do? What? Oh, the, uh, Pare, the Kool-Aid cult. What Kool-Aid cult? Where all they're on the hill, the white robes, they drink the damn shit, and he's like, oh, we're going to space. But oh, yeah. Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yo, Kevin. Heaven's Gate uh, website is still around. I know it is. There's, they still <laughs> yeah. think the when the world's coming, dude. Yeah. I don't want to go on my computer. They still have a countdown on there. Yeah. The world, I don't want to go on my computer for it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Another cool one to do eventually, but it'd be a really deep episode, is getting into, like, uh, Scientology. Scientology would be a fucking wild one. Yeah. Yo, we're I actually follow a guy on TikTok who protests outside of a, one of the Scientology places in, like, California or something, I think it is, and... Because they, they'll have people outside that try to recruit people to come in and sign up to Scientology. And this guy will sit up there and be like, don't do it, don't do it, it's a fucking cult, don't do it. It's pretty funny. And now he's got like a whole group of people that come with him yeah, and you want to protest. I don't know how true it is, if you kept up with it. They actually released the Epstein list. Well, they are, next year. They are going to. 150 names. But there's four names that specifically they're not going to reveal. So it's got to make you think how fucking powerful are those four people. I already got some ideas of who I think those four people are. I yep. think it's like Bill Gates, probably. Clintons. Huh. Maybe even the Obamas. And but maybe Biden. I like how they're... I know we're not going to talk. Just I'm mentioning it. I like how the Clintons and Obama's chef's mystery died. Yeah, I actually got something I got to say. Oh, I got poop some, by the way. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, also... Don't fucking watch Leave the World Behind on Netflix, okay? It's produced by the Obamas. Basically a fucking mind control movie. Fuck that movie. Fuck the Obamas. You heard it here first. I'm leaving because I got poop. Shut up. Sign them out. Thanks for riding around, losers. Catch you in the 2024 era with better, bigger episodes. And, you know. (laughs) That's kind of awkward. Thanks for riding along, losers.